0: Quiet on the set. Okay, everybody, quiet on the set. Okay, scene one, take ten, marker. And action.
1: In my humble opinion, one of the best ways to make a memorable piece of art is to make a movie. The long and short of it is that this podcast is about the drive, the passion and courage to make a feature film. Who better to talk to about this process than actress and director Bernadette Speaks. She's back for part two of our discussion on movies along with myself and executive producer Michael Womble. Also, I review the latest biopic, Respect, starring Oscar winner Jennifer Hudson as the queen of soul, Miss Aretha Franklin. Break out the popcorn and tune in. I'm Valerie Johnson, and this is Interludes. Interludes, a pure lighthouse production. We would like to thank our local title sponsor for supporting Interludes' A1 Pestmasters. This episode is brought to you by our national sponsor, Montevideo Coffee and Tea. And now... All the way live from the south side of Chicago, give it up for your host, Valerie Johnson. Playback.
2: You get this opportunity to direct, to direct. And I know that you have directed recently. What? What's, what's that been like? How, what, tell us about the process, and especially since it's been during these kind of uncertain certain times and so many yeah. unique challenges.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, honestly, I think you realize at a certain point in your career that do I just want to be an actor or do I want to step out there and stretch myself and see what else I can do, especially if I feel like I have an eye for something. Mm-hmm. And I always feel like well, for me, my journey has been things have come to me. I think they were always innately in me, but God had a way of kind of going, look at look at who else you are. You're not just this. I want I want you to see the array of who you are. So even with acting, even though I grew up, you know, with a single parent and she kept me um, off the street by putting me in performing arts, you know, activities and camps and things like that. I didn't think, oh, I want to be an actor. That's not how I grew up. It wasn't until I was in college, a junior, that I realized, and I was minoring in theater because I just wanted an outlet, a creative outlet, and realized, oh, I don't wanna be an aeronautical engineer. I also don't wanna be in liberal arts. (laughs) What do I wanna do? (laughs) And so the only black professor in the theater department was like, why don't you be an actor? I think you could really do it. And that was the first time anybody spoke life into me about my craft. And so I jumped in and I was like, okay. And that meant I had to stay in school an extra year, year and a half. And I was like, okay. And, <clears throat> and then I get out and it's the same directing. Like, again, I'm not thinking about, oh, I should be a director. Um, it just came to me and it came to me through theater which is my first love and where I did my most training. And it was a play that um, I was like, wow, this is a play. <laughs> they were like, yeah. And it, and it didn't really sit with me right away. I was just like, it's kind of boring. And uh, I'm not going to say the title of it, but it was just, just kind of, you know. And so then I just kind of put it to the side. I had already said yes. I don't know what in me said yes, but I said, okay, I'll do it. But then I realized that Kenny Leon had directed the movie version of the play. Because mm. it's based on a book. And I watched it. And I was like, I got it. I could completely do it. Right? And then then I took off from there and I've been directing ever since. And then I decided, okay, I'm a really good director and I really love it. And it was again, always in me, I'm an actor. I know how to talk to my actors. I know how to create a safe space. I know how to trust my actors and guide them, you know um, and basically give them everything that I want as a performer, the support and the belief Um, and the clarity when I'm feeling a little like I'm in in my way, which I think is what a director's job is, outside of the vision of visually, how do you want to tell this story? Because it's not just the acting and the words, it's visually, every aspect of it has to tell the story. And so in theater, it was just easy for me to turn a blank stage into this crazy idea that's in my head. And I can honestly say, it's been a eye-opening creative um enlightenment because i never know what i'm doing uh, when i walk in and i always tell my actors usually i don't really know what i'm doing um but you're gonna know when i know and they're like okay and normally a god will give it to me in a dream i'll wake up i'll be like that's it and then i go for broke and it turns out amazing and it's i don't even attribute it to me (laughs) I just feel like I take the vision God gives me, I don't question it, and I just go for broke, and it turns out awesome. And then I decided, well, can I just film? Like, is that any different? And of course, you get really like, well, I don't know all the terms, and I don't And I didn't go mm-hmm. to USC and UCLA and yeah. study filmmaking, and blah, 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 right? And then you start to realize, oh, there's a lot of people out here that didn't study filmmaking. Got
2: it. <laughs> right
0: and they're directing okay and it's it's it was a matter of your team right so Mm -hmm. if I can I was like if I can put together a great collaborative team in theater um which I've always been able to do why can't I do that in film
1: you're speaking life into both myself and Michael because we are taking on the enormous task of possibly writing uh directing and writing and producing a feature film we are we are li- recently our last podcast was just talking about what are we going to do and i know that i wanted to talk to more people that do are part of that filmmaking process and what it and all and that encompasses and that's why it's so inspiring
2: yeah and, you, crazy. all of you all
1: had great chemistry and like i said it just michael you know
2: yeah it's, it's like it, yeah, you, you, it, the camaraderie was—it was, it, it just, it was real.
1: Jumped off the
2: screen. It was,
0: off
1: the screen. And it
0: yeah,
2: made, yeah I, it, was, amazing. it was.
0: It was. It was. It was. I'm telling you, it was like magic. It really was. It wasn't work. It, we had so much fun. It was not work at all. Yeah.
1: So mm-hmm. yeah, so we can we can do something like that with, uh, with the projects that we're we're thinking about. Because you I will,
0: know, because of who you guys yeah. are, who you are is gonna grab. You know, it's going to um resonate in the people that you bring in. You you know, you'll know. You'll know. You'll feel it. And you'll be like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, because I I, I'm very quirky and and I know Michael has Michael is Michael. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're gonna say that.
2: God genius the can's upside down. Don't talk to me like a child. I I played hamlet at cambridge once again you've ruined my concentration excuse me Excuse me. what's what's my motivation the project you talked about uh is there a timeline or uh, a time in which we can begin to look for that to come oh, out yeah i
0: have a couple of things yeah. getting to okay drop. so i did uh the pilot for a new show called first kill which is gonna be on netflix um oh. i don't they they just wrapped the whole uh first season so uh,
1: hmm, okay. that should be
0: dropping soon um and Action. It. it's it's kind of like uh romeo and Juliet, but with two girls that are vamp you know vampire so like think buffy and romeo and juliet but two girls
1: <laughs> okay okay okay, okay. Yeah. all right
0: so um it's really well written um uh my soul felicia henderson uh from uh, she is uh the showrunner and she was a showrunner of the punisher luke cage and, soul, oh, food. Okay. and yeah. soul food and soul food. Yep, yeah. she did soul food so food yep yeah. she did yeah. she took over empire she's dope oh she's dope okay all so, right um this is her show that's getting ready to drop and then i worked with um mc light mm. which was so much fun um mm-hmm. for her directorial debut so that's gonna drop soon she's um okay. finishing up a post and then my short, uh, my directorial debut short drops at the end. Of, we're shooting for the end of August, so okay. that'll be all on my social media. I have a title. Oh, that's called the Imaginist.
2: The Imaginist.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. So you'll see y'all, posting and stuff like that. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, okay. Cool. Wow uh michael uh you good we good I, I, oh yeah i mean I
2: have, I have a ton of questions but i also i have respect for time so i i certainly <laughs> i thank thank you for having this opportunity you certainly oh, are you. It's is it's, it's a, a pleasure a, a complete pleasure And don't let him tease you about going there uh uh you know it, 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 we all didn't go to HBCUs. it's okay
0: I okay. we I went to like, like the, the University of Georgia, so he's like, I'm a bulldog.
2: Ugga, <laughs> ugga, um, <laughs> all
0: right, ugga, You know, and and he's a uh, uh, what is Norfolk State? There are knights or something. He, he, ooh, he, That's he, a good here. question. I wish you guys luck on on your feature and what you're doing, and you know, hey, you're not no, gonna fish. do it till you do it right.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, we'll be exactly. listening. We'll be we we will be re-listening to this uh, as uh, as inspiration to ourselves, <laughs> big time. Because you were teaching story earlier. Of, That's why we didn't even want to stop. Like, to let's play. let's sit here and listen. <laughs> I know you're talking about the the the, the pitch stack. Is
2: that what yeah, you the call pitch it? Yeah, mm-hmm. the pitch, pitch stack. the pitch sack. So so in this, I mean, people don't go in and do like they did on the movie The Player. Nobody sits there and just does that. They have it all set up. This yeah, religious. because
0: because you got to think, you're, you're, you have a, a certain amount of time mm-hmm. and everybody doesn't have time to read your script. You, right. know, you definitely have to have a good script. At the end of the day, you need a script, a really good one, right? Mm-hmm. But your pitch deck is basically to say, hey, here's my here's my idea, which is my log line. This is what it's about. This is the tone of it. These are the characters. These are the comparables of what my show is or what my film mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and these are, this is my wish list of who I want in it. Right. So it can be as short as seven, um, slides, or it could be as right. long as like 22. It just depends. If you're going in yourselves to pitch, then it doesn't need to be as long because you're there talking about it. Right. i made mine like 20, I think one is 17. And one is like 20 slides because mm-hmm. I'm not there. And I want to make sure that my, they, I answer the questions you know, kind of like within the deck, so to speak.
1: The ones, the questions that would come up for Right. While they're looking at it. Right. And then
0: at the, and then, but you don't necessarily have to have your script written. If you already know like what it's about, and you can write a synopsis or a 10 page, you know, treatment, or you can do your log line. If you know those things, you don't even have to have the script to pitch it, you know, which which is something like I didn't know, but. Yeah, um, I'm listening.
2: You know um, what I mean? Um, so it's
0: yeah. it's just, I think you don't know until you know. And, you, and it's almost like the beauty of not knowing keeps you from being afraid. You know, you just um. kind of go do it and then you, you learn as you go. And so many people do that. But I think for women, we have a tendency to feel like we have to be perfect because we're not only women, we're black women, right? And we can't be the mediocre guy that doesn't know what he's doing and still mm. will get a job. Like we can't, you know, like we, it's really hard for us. And, and like, even with MC light, this woman has a show. She just sold, she manages two writers who are twins and they just sold a show she wants to direct. And people were like, well, can you, Ooh. you know? So she had to kind of do, she had to come up with something to show, yes, I know how to direct and, and she does. It was beautiful. It was a beautiful experience, and so mm-hmm. I'm super stoked and excited for her that she's taking that leap into that arena, you know. And I feel like I'm just, you know, jumping in with the best of them. So, you know, black girl magic, man. I know black man too. Black man magic.
2: That's what? As, as a director, who, who do you who do you look to? Who do you uh, who would you like to be? You know, follow in there. You know, maybe not their footsteps, but 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 kind of are inspired by in terms of directing.
0: Um. Oh my gosh! All right, as far as um, guys go, don't laugh at me, but I love John Favreau because okay. I'm a big superhero fanatic.
2: <laughs> oh I love the Mandalorian. Um,
0: i like, I just want to be John Favreau, <laughs> but female, right? Okay, all
1: right. And I do like
0: right. Green. I love her creativity and the way her mind works. I resonate with her so much. And then I do like Jordan Peele, the way that he does horror and the way he does lighting and storytelling. Mm-hmm. And um, so like right now, and then I love, um, as far as like action, action, I love um, Gina Blythe um gina prince blythewood i love her because she works from like music and visuals and um that's how i work so it's kind of like i glean from these people um in what i do but they're like stand out to me because when i'm looking at something i'm like oh man and then i really love christopher nolan the way that he he can build suspense, you know? And you can have no words and just be like this.
1: Mm Mm-hmm, exactly. On the edge of your seat, I still love Inception that. And those those are
0: things that I really want to um, get into. Like I want to do a suspense type movie and I want to do, you know, I haven't like, and I don't even say I want to find my niche, you know? I don't know yet. So I might have a niche and then I might be able to do a variety of things, I think. As long as I can see it, I know I can do it. Then that's how I, I roll. Like, oh, if I can't see it, then you know you need to pass it on to somebody else. But if I can see it where my brain starts ping, ping, ping like a pinball machine, forget it. I can do it. You know? So find your inner superhero. We
1: can do uh-uh. it. We can do All it. Right. Week. We can do it. Yes,
0: that's
1: right. All right. right. That's right. So Bernadette Speaks has spoken into our 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 filmmaking future, Michael. So we're going to we're going to take it and run.
0: I can't wait. I want to have a follow up conversation about you guys and how far you went and what you know, I can't wait. I'll interview you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that can happen.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Tell me about your journey in the filmmaking business. How did that go? What were the highs? What were the lows? What did you I learn?
1: Pitched and then did, I got dropped. I had did I did this. I did that. Yeah. Okay. And Michael, yeah, just out talented. The talented. Yeah, he's talented. Knock it out the box. Yeah, Knock burn. it out the box. It's right.
2: Right. <laughs> right. I'm out, Rick. Yes.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. This is Valerie Johnson, and this is Interludes. I don't know how it, it, we probably shouldn't even worry about doing that, right, Mike? Worried, it, it, don't worry about it'll doing
2: take care it. Of He'll take it's, care of himself. It's, He'll take care of himself. It's
1: fine. It's
2: fine. No worries. It's fine.
1: Jennifer Hudson was born to portray Aretha Franklin. Hands down, that's why an audience should be interested in seeing this portrayal of Aretha. And yet, I left the theater wanting more. In fact, due to the four-part series Genius Aretha, which ran earlier this year on National Geographic channel, I knew there was more. Still, over the opening weekend, out of respect for Aretha and respect for Hudson, better known as j Hood. I went to the theaters twice risking COVID just to see my Chicago homegirl do her thing. Respect, the biopic about the Queen of Soul, is a directorial debut of Liesl Tommy. This film is led by an all-star cast with Broadway stars Audra McDonald and Heather Headley, TV veterans Marlon Wayans and Tyus Burgess, and an Academy Award winner in Mr. Forrest Whitaker. Whitaker plays the paternal role of the Reverend C.R. Franklin, a source for joy and pain in Aretha's life. The film spans her life from the period of 1952 to 1972. Sky Dakota Turner plays the young singer at her father's, Reverend CL's, Saturday evening parties. She greets family, friends, most notably music legends like Aunt Ella, as in Ella Fitzgerald, and other music legends like Dinah Washington in her home. And by this time, Aretha's parents have separated. Broadway leading lady McDonald plays Barbara we never let in on the story that broke up barbara and cl all we have is aretha's action to their discord and that's where aretha's innocence is captured so well a beautiful scene where aretha asks her mother to sing and sing again one fateful saturday evening during one of C.L.'s gatherings an older gentleman walks into aretha's bedroom offering to be her boyfriend yet off screen We know that unfortunately this is probably the man who impregnated Aretha at such a young age. One thing I am certain of after watching and re-watching Aretha's story is that we as black people don't know how to deal with trauma. We think we can deal with it and then when we see our children face with trauma, we expect them to know how to deal with it too and they don't j-hud who is no stranger to trauma in real life has a way of showing us how aretha was expected to regardless of age grow up and deal with the loss of her sexual innocence deal with the early death of her mother aretha is expected to take that pain and turn it into something beautiful by using her god-given gift of song and i'm telling you Jennifer's voice shapes Aretha's songs in such a way where you can't quite tell if it's something Aretha would do with the note versus what Jennifer would do. I was completely fascinated by how Aretha sat at the piano with other musicians and composed and rearranged the song into an Aretha Franklin song. I braced myself for Marlon Wayans portrayal of Aretha's at times abusive husband Ted. However, I got very distracted by the wig they stuck on his head and the hat they tried to put on top of the head that didn't quite fit well. For a rare moment, a WAN’s family member was unintentionally funny. In summary, if you haven't seen the National Geographic series, Genius Aretha, make it a point to spend your time and money on this respect film, available only in theaters. It's entertaining on its own, and by comparison to the Genius series, you can tell that this film version has the blessing of the Aretha estate, family, and lifelong friends. This is not a source of controversy, but rather a cinematic celebration And what we find in a script by Tracy Scott Wilson and Academy Award winner Callie Corey. Fans of Aretha will be pleased with Jennifer's portrayal of Aretha. J-Hud deserves more than ticket sales and fulfilling one of her dreams. This dream girl deserves your R E S P E C T. She said, I. I, 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 I. like to take a moment of silence we would like to dedicate this episode to the owner and operator since 1979 of our sponsor a1 pest masters mr isaac billy hill we dedicate this episode lovingly in his memory thanks uncle time on interludes educational consultant podcaster and principal of ebc high school for public service located in brooklyn dr sean brown on the next interludes Interludes, original concept by Valerie Johnson, written by Michael Womble, produced by Valerie Johnson and Michael Womble, original intro and outro music produced by Kendall Nesbitt. Interludes, a pure Lighthouse production, brought to you by our national sponsor, Montevilla, the natural weight loss coffee and tea brewed with MTC oil and Ramon seeds. For more information and to purchase Montevilla coffee and tea, please visit linktr.ee forward slash purelightmedia. Our local title sponsor, A1 Pestmasters, for all your exterminating and pest control needs, call A1 Pestmasters at area code 773-365-9962 or visit their website at a1pestmasters.com. When you book your appointment with A1 Pestmasters, tell them that you heard it first on the podcast called Interludes. To subscribe to our YouTube channel or join our Interludes Facebook group, visit the website linktr.ee forward slash purelightmedia.com.